We're getting spooked hard tonight. <laughs> what was that? We need to tell the, uh, the 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 listeners about this. This is this is scary. That's never happened before. There's ghost work at play. That's what I think happened. It's bad enough that Ooh. all these Zoom calls always look like the Blair Witch Project anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just staring up each other's nostrils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the great white north, from the great American south, it's the border battle of the bands. This is... North by South. <laughs> Welcome to the Continental Spook Show known as North by South. Have you seen my ghost? My name is Rye, and I am Canadian. And from south of the Mason-Dixon, it's your old pal, Clay. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. You been good? I've been good. I've been good. We're getting into uh, the month of October here. Yeah, is it just me, or is it feeling a little bit spooky around here? Yeah. This feels like a, a special episode. Maybe a special <laughs> Halloween episode <laughs> we need some bubbling cauldrons in the background <laughs> yeah i was thinking we gotta go just weigh in on the post-production this time just all <laughs> kinds of crazy spooky noises sound effects added in this would be the yeah. episode to do it it would yeah the, the actual halloween isn't like it's the very end of the month but then people just you know they gotta get spooky all month right it's fun it's easily my second favorite holiday i do still love christmas I have kids and all that. If I didn't have kids, yeah, I'm sure Halloween would be my favorite. But uh, yeah, it's kind of the best. You don't have to, unlike Christmas, which I love, you don't have to buy a bunch of presents. There aren't a lot of family obligations. Halloween is mm-hmm. just simply fun. Yes. There's nothing bad Absolutely. about it. It's just all fun. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> so, People don't get murdered. Well, everything everything's happy. I should I should say I've, I've personally never been murdered, so it <laughs> always works out great for me. Yeah, and the reason we're uh, we're talking about this is we got a great request last episode from our friend over at the Well Disguised Podcast, and you know I was thinking maybe when we get a request for a theme, we should play it at the beginning to kind of remind everyone of you know what it was. Maybe we'll throw that in here right now. Any excuse to listen to uh, John Pritchard's beautiful voice. Now, I hope I'm timing this right, because I kind of want your October episode. Although, if I get the November one, which will be just after Halloween, that'll be pretty good, too. But what I propose is I want to hear the best songs from your respective countries about the occult. I'm talking witches. I'm talking ghosts. I'm talking hexes, spells, Ouija boards, demons, whatever you got. Now, I'll give you a bonus point for my vote, at least, if your song involves the devil singing in the first person. I will say I'm banning any Canadian cover versions of NIB from Ra and Simple Man. No devil went down to Georgia, but otherwise free reign. 
Let's get spooky. Can't wait to hear what you come up with. Yeah. And so he specifically requested not so much. He said, yeah, get it in for the Halloween. But uh, it's more about dabbling in the occult here, which is something that's always linked to music. You know, the devil went down to Georgia and all that. He did. And then he. We all know about that. He met up with uh, Robert Johnson, apparently purchased something from him. you You know the stories. So many stories. And you're a, a metal guy and you've got the Sabbath, yeah. bloody Sabbath podcast. In case people didn't know it, the Sabbath bloody podcast is what it's yes. actually called. <laughs> and I imagine they're, they're probably filthy devil worshipers, <laughs> right? They certainly attract like them, all the metal guys. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I could spend the whole day here just talking about Sabbath and uh, we get some good ghost stories and spooky things. But actually... Just to break the ice here and, you know, break the dry ice and get right into it. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about ghost stories, you know? Nothing better than a good ghost story. And the first thing I wanted to ask is, true. where do you stand on this stuff as far as, like, how it actually gets into your head? Are you, are you one to believe in the supernatural or magic or lack, lack thereof in the world? <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm a little too, um, I don't know, analytical or logical or something for that. Although I believe there are a million things out there we can't explain. The idea of actual ghosts haunting your house and spooking you. Uh, I've never experienced anything like that, and I personally don't believe in it. I I find it interesting. I love it. It's fascinating. It's fun. I love ghost stories. But no, I don't believe in most of that stuff as being actually real. What about you? Uh, Yeah, I'm the same. The psychological part of it is what interests me more with occult stuff. Um, You know, always like, I can usually see what's going on, who's being like manipulated in which way. And some of the stuff is still creepy as hell. I mean, the fact that other human beings try to convince people that there's hauntings and all this stuff and fuck with them in that way to control them. That stuff is more scary to me. Um, and, you know, when there's mind-altering substances in play. Um, yeah, I always look at it when I hear a story. The psychological part of it interests me. Because it's usually some deep-seated thing that's that's manifesting itself in something that feels really real to that person. And that whole, that whole part of it is is, is interesting. Is, that's real, you know? like So, in that sense. Yeah. No, real my, to yeah, them. That's real. Just about as real as anything else. And, yeah, I agree with you from that perspective. And... I wouldn't have said this 10 years ago, but I would even say now that even though I don't believe in it personally, I would not say that there's no chance that actual ghosts that people talk about are real. Like maybe, I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Like the older I get, the more I think, I don't know shit. Yeah. (laughs) Could be real. Maybe not. I don't believe in it, but. And like, especially some of the credible sources that uh, have confirmed hauntings. um, uh, That's what I wanted to get in today with my high five. Maybe I'll just, Start that off right now. Some ghost stories from some credible sources. <laughs> so this is, I call it Pop Goes the Ghost Stories, you know? Because it's a bit pop stars here that I, I have kind of confirmed their uh, their belief in the supernatural. And I'm avoiding the gimmicky ones here, like your blatant like shock rockers 
and like metal dudes like myself, you know, trying to fuck with Christians or sell an image that's on the front of their record or whatever. Yeah. Like that stuff's great too. And yeah. Like we, we can chat about, you know, your Jimmy pages and your uh, seances going on with the Sabbath and stuff. But the ones that I lined up here are a little more kind of mainstream. And these are kind of ghost stories that like the artist doesn't really benefit from like admitting to. <laughs> <laughs> like, if anything, it probably <laughs> oh, makes the them more like the laughing stock here. I've lined up five of them, as we do here. Uh, I just have the titles mm-hmm. in front of me, but I picked ones that actually have the celebrities themselves telling the story. So this might go a little long. I got all um, night, man. We'll play through it here. Maybe we'll cut down the five. Pop goes the ghost story. I'm here for it. Oh, should I go like full goosebumps with this and just like... <laughs> Please do. Well, I'm kind of top lit now, but I should have brought a flashlight and I can just fucking <laughs> scoop the crap out of you on Zoom. So, our first tale is entitled An Englishman in a Haunted Manor. Now, I don't know. Do you want to try to guess who the celebrity is by the title that I give you? Sting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, ting, ting, ting. Is it really? Well, that was fast. It is Sting, of course. Englishman in New York. That's what it reminded me of. Sting. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, so there's there's there is a game built into this too, but let's listen to uh, Sting on our favorite Late Show host Jimmy Fallon's little. <laughs> Don't worry, I cut out most of his uh, obnoxious interruptions. Laughter. Yeah, hysterical laughter. Uh, I lived in a haunted house in North London uh, for a very long time. This is really true. I, I never believed in ghosts. I was very skeptical about it until I lived, lived with them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was numerous what? girls? Yeah. You, you would wake up in the morning and everything had been reorganized in the kitchen. Furniture was a different place. Bottles were smashed. Plates were smashed on the floor. And one night I woke up and I, I saw Trudy standing in the corner with our child. And I was wondering why she was staring at me. And then I reached over and there was Trudy. And then she went, who's that? And we both saw this woman and a child in the corner of the room. Then we found out the pu- it used to be a pub called the Three Ducks in the 17th century. And I don't know what happened there, but it was a very, very weird atmosphere. And then when I sold the house, it kept being resold every few months. There's something in there, yeah. We, I, I liked the ghosts. I, I, I enjoyed their company. But I, yeah. you know, I was very skeptical about it. But Did you, t- did you talk to the ghosts? No, say- no, I was too scared. Too scared. <laughs> If I ever feel a ghostly presence, which I do sometimes, oh, yeah. but I, I always say, uh, hey, I'm cool. Or, hey, I'm good with you guys. You do whatever. Just smile. Yeah, just smile. Right? Just, just smile at him. Go. Yeah, have fun. It's your place. <laughs> right? You can't have an old English house without a ghost. You can. That's a rule. That is true. Yeah. So there you go. I like how Jimmy Fallon has to convince ghosts that he's cool as well. <laughs> Please like me, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, that guy's pretty desperate. <laughs> I will say... <laughs> One thing I was thinking about the other day, this reminded me of, is how it annoys me that rock stars, it, it can either be on a late night appearance like this or a, a concert, but they make any kind of joke and everyone just loses it. Like, oh, this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And as someone who like just, it's, I really want everyone to think I'm funny. It drives me crazy. <laughs> they make these stupid <laughs> jokes. It's like, oh, Sting, you've done yeah. it again. You can hear in there, there's like one lady who's obviously just a, a sting at or whatever the hell he calls his fans who's just like every like when he Losing says it. um yeah there's one point when he's just like yeah. 
yeah. like hits the, the 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 thing like I turned around and it wasn't Trudy and just just, yeah. like, <gasps> just hanging on every word. Oh god. <laughs> so there you go. There's the uh, the Englishman's sting. Uh, moving over to my part of the uh, the continent that we're on. Canadian legend here in this next one. This one's entitled Tiffany thinks she's alone now. And so these ones are like on that really bad celebrity ghost stories thing. So there's some added atmosphere in here that we're getting for free. Oh, nice. My mom was going into rehab. So I go to live with my father, who I hadn't lived with since I was two years old. Now I'm under his roof. There's rules. I couldn't really go out with my friends. Definitely couldn't have a boyfriend. I had to be at home, no phone. It was just a very dark atmosphere for me. So I went to a, a private school at that time because again, my dad was paranoid. He thought that having it be a small school would be the best thing for me. There'd be a lot of control there. The other side of that is that a lot of those kids there were there because they had gotten kicked out of other schools. They had problems. They started telling me about witchcraft and Ouija boards and being able to control people. One day, we were reading this book called The Satanic Bible, reading about demons and warlocks and witches, how to cast spells and pray to the devil. I was drawn to it. I bring it to my bedroom where I feel anger. And here I have this book that was in tune with my feelings. I wanted to do something. I wanted to go to a birthday party and it was a no, like many other no's. I went and got my, my book and started reading it. And I think I read more than I had ever read before. I went to bed. I was in bed maybe two hours and I felt something breathing in my ear. There's this man standing on the side of my bed. Just this blank stare, these eyes that you could see almost right through them, almost like holes for eyes. And then I felt like something was holding me down and I'm now panicking. So I started praying and I could feel this presence get extremely angry. All I could do was just say, Please, God, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Whatever I've been messing with, it is real. Please help me. And all of a sudden, it was gone. What a great prank by her father there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds a little bit like Christian propaganda. Yeah, just a little bit. I love yeah. the, the sound effects. I love the fact that <laughs> Tiffany's idea of troubled youth is kids that are into Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah like that's some scary shit they, man they send them all to private school get those kids out these of there. private school yeah. these private school kids that are into ouija boards Whew. and i love her like hard knocks life no phone <laughs> he wouldn't let me go to the mall <laughs> that's where she, she has to perform she needs to go to the mall <laughs> yeah that is severe punishment yeah, definitely. And like I was talking about before, the psychology of it. And you can tell she's uh, she's into the, uh, oh, Jesus side of things. So um, obviously, when all that shit's in your head, you're going to build these these scenarios. Especially if you're <laughs> reading the Satanic Bible violently because you couldn't get your fucking 
to get on the hotline. Oh, I'm sure it was just, it was scary as hell to her. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> we got another one here for you. Please. This one is entitled Dead Granny Carter. Mm. Do you know who that is? June Carter Cash. No, I don't know. <laughs> I wish it was that kind of Carter. <laughs> no, this is uh, Aaron Carter. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, not the one from the Backstreet Boys, but the the uh, younger brother of the, yeah. uh, the Backstreet Boy, Nick Carter. <laughs> not the most famous from that shit family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's see what he has to say about dead granny. So when we found out my grandmother was diagnosed with lymphoma, I'm sitting with her. And she looked at me and she said, Listen here, Aaron. Don't worry about me. I'm going to die. There's something I want you to do for me. I said, okay. Stop singing. When you find out that I die, I want you to do a little ritual for me. I know you don't believe in ghosts and spirits. So I'm going to show you that they are real. When I die, I want you to light a candle. And when the candle burns out, I'm going to show myself to you, to prove to you that there is life after death. She died in her bed, peacefully, and now it's time for me to light the candle. I had a very old candle, and, you know, I thought it was an old candle. What it's like my old granny. Candle out of respect for my grandma. <laughs> this candle reminds me of you. And all of a sudden, it's very old. It's very dark in the room. And I'm looking over at the candle and just disappeared just like that. And this little trail of smoke floated above it. My heart was racing a million miles an hour. I'm like, all right, this is it. This is the moment. And I'm looking around. I look behind me and there's nothing there. All of a sudden, I was just, I felt claustrophobic. I immediately tried leaving the room. Turned back, I looked behind me, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this. I made her a promise. I didn't want to be in there, but I stayed in there. And the candle, that you, you know, the, the, the smell when you blow out the candle, the moment I smelt that, there's a cold blast, and that cold air turned into a visual presence. Like it was like the back of her head. And it turned around and it was her and she looked at me and she said I told you <laughs> that's scary wow. his granny came back from the grave to say I told you so <laughs> you dummy <laughs> you dummy you should listen to me you little shit <laughs> yeah there's one that's definitely the, that granny sounds like she's a bit of a, a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a bitch playing some like you know if he's a young kid there. Obviously, from a uh, uh, if I know anything about the Carters, they're, they're your Florida trash kind of style, aren't they? Yes, not their deal. Yeah, that is their deal. So I could see their granny being the one just fucking yeah. with the, the youngins. One last shot from the grave. One last shot. Stay off the Oxycontin, boys. <laughs> Dude, you're spooking me. Do we have to keep going? <laughs> These sound effects. I'm just so, yeah. <laughs> I'm so spooked. I got, one, I got one that's a little less scary. Oh, this one's a, an interview one. So 
Less ambience. Yeah, those those jump scares get me every time. Every time. <laughs> this one here is called... <laughs> I gave it two different names. Uh, it's called the TikTok Tangler. <laughs> okay. Way. I this was hoping maybe I could talk Kesha a little bit about Keisha. magic. Is that, is sure, that, yeah, is that I okay? love magic. Because, like, that, I've read from a number of different sources that that's one of the main themes of your new album. But we're not talking like David Copperfield magic here, are we? we no. Talk- I mean, I like that kind too. Sure. But I'm talking more the magic that we experience in life, mm-hmm. whether it's love or a drunken evening. Yep. Dancing till the sun rises. Um, That's magic. Making out with a ghost. There are lots of different ways to experience <laughs> the sure. magic of life. Well, now, making out with a ghost came up a bit earlier than perhaps I was expecting, but seeing as you've mentioned it, we're going to have to go there now, even though you've just spoken about <laughs> The British it, you know. pivot. But, um, it's, it's Hold on now. The songs on the album, isn't it? Yeah. Um, did, this presumably really did happen to you. Yeah, it really did. And, I know and, it's hard to understand if you haven't experienced it firsthand, but... Yeah. It's a real thing. And, and what exactly happened? I lived in a house, and there was an energy there that was very sexual, mm-hmm. dark, mysterious, magnetic. And one night he just. Gotta fuck me made a ghost. Move. Right. And then I, I was living in this place for a couple months, and it was really bizarre and hot. But then I decided I was like, I need to probably move out. In the day that I was moving out, I found a snake under my pillow. Like a like a leaving person. Ghost snake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this was definitely a guy ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No gay shit. I can just tell. <laughs> okay. Do you think some people are more kind of prone to things like that happening to them than others? Absolutely. Yeah. I am prone to that because yeah. I'm very open to the supernatural. I've experienced multiple ghosts in my life or okay. supernatural energies. Multiple ghost gasms. Okay. And do you think, at the risk of sounding a bit grand, do you think you're kind of, you have a, uh, there's a reason this stuff happens to you? They just love to fuck with me, mainly. Okay, good. All right, I'm I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up. (laughs) I I love that interviewer. I like those ones. The British guys are always the best. Yeah, they keep it on a certain level, no matter what they hear. (laughs) And they get so charming. There's a part of me that likes Kesha. Uh, Maybe it's because she's from right around here. Yeah. I like her attitude. But yeah, this is a bunch of baloney. <laughs> Especially since it's I can tell. promoting a single, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And she also told this story about like 900 times, like every interview for this album. So mm. it was kind of her deal. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of cheapens it a bit. And it does. Like you could tell even there in the interview, like she wasn't provoked to say it. And Oh, she was throwing like it out it, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just... That's what she was going for. That and yeah. your man's just like, oh, that happened a little earlier than I expected. <laughs> From the other interviews I watched, you say that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happened in my notes, but I didn't know we were going to lead with the ghost fucking story. Okay. <laughs> Our final installment is entitled "Every Orb Has Its Thorn," and I think you know where this is going. That's uh, my man, BM. Oh, it's your man, BM. <laughs> <laughs> Always be moving. <laughs> Even with the diabetes, here he is, Mr. Brad Michaels. I'm not a person that every time I hear a crackle or a sound or something on the roof or something in the closet or something in the attic, I don't immediately say it's a ghost. However, 
I believe I'm a brave I man. Absolutely. However, for sure, have seen an apparition in my life. For sure. Musically in my life, I'd always had a band. I mean, even when I was young, young, we always had I a band. I got to sneak in a poison and story. Here I was. We've all heard of your I band. Had a band of guys that just I had two believers, myself and our drummer Ricky, and two non-believers that, that really just didn't believe we were going anywhere. I went over to visit a friend of mine, Ricky Rapp, and we were in his basement. Right. So we're sitting down in this basement, and that's what we did. We hung out. We listened to tunes. I had the old school headphones where you stick these big headphones on your head, and I'm leaning back, and all of a sudden, just kind of out of the corner of my eye, I'm sitting there and I look over, and I see this sort of—it it was like a glow or a sparkle. And, and at first, I thought to myself, "Okay, that's really strange." I'm like thinking, "Is that electricity?" I—you I, I, know, there's electricity popping i think yeah that's just electricity so we have an electric issue so just I take the phones off. my friend doesn't notice it so i say do you notice anything going on and he's like <laughs> no and, and i kind of check the area and there's nothing there's no water on the floor there's no you know electricity that could be sparking there's nothing it was just this glow it was much more than a sparkle it was a glow i put the headphones back on i'm sitting there again and i'm looking around the room and my friend leaves i remember him going upstairs my friend abandons me goes upstairs i looked over at the corner has one should plain as day <laughs> my friend has to piss he abandons me <laughs> ball of just light and energy appears at that moment, I knew I'm seeing this. I'm looking, and I'm seeing this, and it's floating, and it's strange. It was just this orb that was glowing, and I'm one of those guys. I, I've got to believe in common sense. I'm like, there's got to be a reason, and I'm telling you right now, there was no rhyme and no reason for this orb, this ball, this this electricity that was happening. It was insane. Well, the one of the best. You remember the the show on VH1 behind the music. Of course everybody does of course yeah one of my favorites one of the best moments ever on that show was the poison episode and it was cc deville and he was talking about the house where they lived which you know for a while it was all sex and fun and then of course there's a moment where it goes downhill like every episode of that show nice. and what he's trying to say is uh it started out as a house of whores and ended up a house of horrors. But with his thick accent, <laughs> he just says, it started out as a house of whores and it ended up as a house of whores. <laughs> exact, same, exact same words. And very on on point with our theme today. Yeah. No, I cannot do a New Jersey accent, but you get that. That was good. I'd like to see you representing some more of your, your country. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not my people. <laughs> I think that I'll, should be a I'll bit. Except Clay the rest does, of the country, but not that. <laughs> regional accents that aren't his own. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> you, you aren't my guys. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the high five. That was great Spooky stuff. stuff. <laughs> so y'all, y'all scared now? I've never been so scared <laughs> in my life. Listeners, are you you doing okay? Are you still with us? <laughs> So, of course, we want to get into the music, right? That's what this show is all about. But a little uh, housekeeping first. First of all, we should mention, and you always skip over this part when I win, but <laughs> last episode, it was Frank Zappa versus 
Great speckled bird. Great speckled bird. And I did win this round. Zappa won. So once again, yeah. we're tied. We're six in. It's three to three. I love that it's even between us so far. Yeah. Very competitive battle. Be sad yeah. if it was heavy one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and I think we've all we've done some interesting choices too. I mean, Zappa's got the built in cult, let's be honest. Yeah, that was you were gonna take that one <laughs> with with our listeners, um, or the ones that we have a cross section of at least. Yeah, we got a um, few Zappa guys out there. But that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, but hopefully you guys checked out Great Speckled Bird and uh Which was a great song. I that song actually means a lot to me. I actually went out and got the vinyl. Oh cool. I found it. You did oh used since the last episode. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, just recently. So, Very cool. Yeah, I like I've listened to some of that. It was really cool. Well, what do you say, Clay? Should we get into some spooky tunes? I say yes. Okay. So today, I kind of just went with like a more recent. In fact, it was released this year. Um, no, well, like I'm I'm like a doom cat. I love like doomy metal. So like there's all kinds of shit I could just get that is spooky and stuff like that. But seeing as I am limited to Canada, a lot of that stuff comes out of Sweden and. Uh, you know, Europe and the more gothic kind of places like that. But I happened to track down this little band here called Lords of the Opium Church out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And this is from their self-titled debut, uh, Lords of the Opium Church. And the song is called Opium Church. Some culty evil shit here. And it's just a fucking groovy song. So I'm going to kick it off. This is a recommendation more than anything. I haven't really done this since like Lechenga as far as like a really current band. Yeah. I mean, we love telling our stories and diving into stuff, but I just want to play a nice spooky number for you. Love it. Starts off with some horror film ambiance here too. Oh, perfect. Yes. bouncy groove metal here uh with some gothic undertones of course those uh spooky sounds off the top remind me of like evil dead kind of thing yeah yeah and some some cool shit there yeah these guys are great very very melodic vocal too i mean some of this doom stuff that i listen to has that specific kind of i know you're not really into the doom and probably if i played one that's a little bit more you know gruff and cookie monster it would turn you off but he's got this great kind of soaring melodic kind of vocal yeah i was going to use the word soaring too actually yeah this is cool i love the first of all the name lords of the opium church i mean come on that's perfect (laughs) 
And the song Opium and then Opium yeah. from the title. It's like from the, <laughs> it's like bad company. I just love when they drive. Yeah, it's the best. They just use it over and over again. Uh, yeah, the Sabbath is, of course, uh, the originators of that in this field. Yeah, that's right. But no, I, I I don't know a lot about the Doom stuff, but I think I could maybe get into it given the right gateway. And these are simple, kind of concise songs. A lot of Doom, you'll get like your ten minute songs that are just kind of they transport you if you listen to them in the right kind of vibe, but. They got a melodic structure that's not just trying yeah. to be abrasive. To, maybe, to maybe yeah, a little more accessible overall. Catchy. Give us some hooks, some riffs, hooks, shorter songs. Riffs, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I'd recommend listening to this album. It's got a nice, especially if you dig the kind of, that heavy octavator kind of riffage that's going on here. Uh, I think they're just a three-piece. I think it's a singer, guitarist, drummer, bass. And uh yeah. We'll just keep going here a bit. You can see they go into a nice little breakdown here. And what I like about them in in a metal vein, they're very light on the shredding, cheesy, slow, low stuff. It is more riff based. It's very, in that sense, kind of a throwback to like 90s anthrax, kind of like Scotty and, you know, like that bouncier kind of groove metal, which I did. Acoustic-y guitar coming in there behind and some yeah. kind of medieval kind of playing there on this bridge, which feels like it's ramping into a solo, but it kind of rip, ramps into a what you wouldn't really expect, but like a little uh, pipe organ riffage here. <laughs> that section a lot yeah very cool. cool little organ solo there almost like a hammond style throwback 70s so i dig that but a very modern song in 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 most of it you know like i said bouncy catchy let it roll out here Opium Church by Lords of the Opium Church from the album. It's good church music. Lords of the Opium Church. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of church. But yeah, very like the themes, of course, and the lyrics. You can pick up some of it there. Uh, this being a 2000, 
2021 release. Uh, I don't have like the lyrics in front of me, and I don't think they've been transcribed to Genius lyrics or whatever, A to Z lyrics. But yeah, some cult kind of uh, sell your soul to us, televangelist almost style preaching going on. Um, nothing new for metal, of course, but always a treat. Yeah, especially yeah. around. Doesn't this have time to be new here. to be fun and something well done. Like I said, it's uh, it's pretty catchy, nice and brief, and it's like doom for the kids, you know? I mean, in the best possible way. That's right. Accessible. Access- yep. It's accessible, you know? And, yeah, in the best possible way, we're not discrediting their uh, badass doom satanicness. No. Um, but they, they're, they're no, making some all. catchy riffs here. And I love that breakdown with that organ and stuff like that. That Anytime you... yeah. The expected thing would be a shredding face melter solo, but yeah. just the fact that it switches to another instrument and there is no guitar solo per se in this in this song. There's a couple on the record, of course. Uh, he's more than capable of tapping it out, but um, he he tends to uh, be a bit more reserved in that sense and, and pay more attention to the uh, the song structure being digestible. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a much cooler way to go. I thought that whole instrumental breakdown thing was was cool and yeah kind of unexpected and it totally worked and i don't think we've gotten into this too much before but whenever i say something is catchy and it's a great riff and it to me that's a huge compliment yeah. i mean that's music should be i mean it doesn't have to be no. but it's great when it's something especially you know in a, maybe not a bubblegum pop kind of genre but something that grabs you there's a cool hook yeah. pulls you in that's that's a compliment for sure. Yeah, and not completely writing something off just because it's not, you know, testing your boundaries of, of, you know, blowing your mind the whole time as far as, like, what they're doing technically. Sometimes it's right. nice to just, uh, yeah, appreciate the crafting of the song and the editing of a song. I, I always appreciate a nice, tight song that leaves you wanting to play it again as opposed to just getting lost in it. I like both. There's there's room for both. Yeah, both both work. But and I probably emphasize too much the the catchiness aspect of the song just because that's something I relate to a little bit more than I do doom stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean to overamplify that. But yeah, it's a compliment. Uh, but yeah, it's still you know it's a song about opium church, so it's not not really for the kids. Probably won't end up on pop radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of. Yeah. My my fucking dogs are being loud. Can you hear my dogs? Oh yeah, they found a. (laughs) They're terrified. They're barking and found a toy. (laughs) They (laughs) got into my den. (laughs) They're they're about to be. Hang on, let me put them out real quick. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sorry about that. All right. We got a um, we got a fence put up this week, actually, and so now I can let those dogs out. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I like it. So my my band and my song for the month is kind of similar. Where I want to recommend this band because they're a band that I love. I I don't know. A lot of people do know them, but a lot of people don't. So. I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. They're called the Legendary Shack Shaker. God damn it. This is why I don't do my podcast anymore. 
elves over there just letting them in and out. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're a band that I love. They're called the Legendary Shack Shakers, and they are out of Nashville, Tennessee. So, you know, I'm always trying to keep it local. You're a few miles from my home. Mm-hmm. I think originally they're they're from like Paducah, Kentucky. And it, it's it's a band, but it's really one guy. So they've been around for 25 years, but it's always been one main guy that the band members, all the other ones have changed many times. The main guy is, his name is Colonel J.D. Wilkes. Okay. And he's a badass. He sings, he writes the songs, he plays harmonica and he's, he's a great harmonica player. And you know how, I think we talked about before, harmonica is weird for me where it either annoys the shit out of me or I love it. And there's <laughs> yeah. no in between. Yeah. I love the way he plays. I love the way he plays. Okay. And I'm going to play a song from their first real album, which was called Cockadoodle Don't. Ooh, scary. They have a great, this band has a, (laughs) doesn't sound scary yet, but it's about the devil. And one thing I remember from our request was extra points for the devil. Yeah. So I look for a devil song. So legendary Shack Shakers, one of the things I love about them, they're kind of a mix of all different types of Southern music, whether it's country or blues or rock and roll, uh, but even more obscure, deeper genres like swamp rock, uh, old timey music, carnival music. They get into Southern Gothic shit uh, quite often, which makes them the perfect band for this Halloween special. And they have this song right here from their first major album from 2003. This song is called The Devil's Night Auction. The lyrics are important, I think, and you can't always understand them in this song. (laughs) So this is about the devil having an auction late at night. So the first verse is every Friday night off of Lebanon Pike, which is in Nashville. The devil shows up with a gavel and a mic. All of his cronies start to creep in on in. The place fills up about a quarter to 10. They don't get done until 3.30 o'clock. So bring your soul down. Stick it up on the block. It's the Devil Knights auction. Nice. And at the end there, he says, got to get a buy. Got to get a bid to buy. Which I always just thought was, got to get a buy, got to bid a bid to buy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> bid a bid to buy. There are actual words going on there. Yeah, I totally, I got a Les Claypool vibe right oh, away, can... just as far as the, the, the vocals. See, I love that. And I would never have um, thought about that, but it does make sense. Oh, really? It does make perfect okay, sense. Yeah. Just that uh, kind of lo-fi. It sounds like a carnival barker too, you know, through a yeah. megaphone. That's it cool. sounds like carnival music. Um, yep. There's a whimsical side of this band, kind of silly almost side of this band. It's humorous, but it's only one piece of them. Like I said, they're hard to describe. There are many different facets to this band and i'll come to play some for you later but yeah you're exactly right there's that feel here uh 
as we're singing about people going down to sell their soul. box you always gotta get your squeeze box in that's right <laughs> cry daddy clay strikes again <laughs> see you know me <laughs> Gotta get a bit to buy. I like the hang up at the end. <laughs> yeah, the hang up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, that's one side of the band. That's not my favorite song off the album, but I love it. And I'm going to play a little more for you later, but it's certainly the most on theme. We got a song about people going down on Lebanon Pike in Nashville, Tennessee to sell their soul to the devil. Awesome. What's spookier it, than that? It doesn't get any spookier than that. It's got the kind of that, like Jack in the Box kind of like crank sound. Yeah, like that's what does. I hear the whole time. It's like absolutely and that, that stuff creeps me out. Uh, all those fucking like all those you know monkeys with the symbols and all that shit. Yeah, why is that so scary? <laughs> A little I don't know, but toy. it's always creeped the hell it's out creepy. of me. It's really creepy. That Monkey Shines horror movie. I don't think I ever saw the actual horror movie, but the cover freaked the hell out of me. That was, it was a VHS. Yeah, <laughs> just the bug eyed. And then I saw those actual monkey toys in the wild and like they looked like that like it wasn't even like it was a creepy version of it it's just a fucking creepy toy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to make some shit up it's just creepy yeah. on its own exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna play a few songs by this band because like i said i love them i do know cool it's not that they're not known by anyone they achieve some level of success for example robert plant was a huge fan of theirs he uh picked oh. one of their albums as his favorite album of the year he picked cool. them to open up for Robert Plant himself and uh, yeah. his 2004 tour in Europe. But again, they've always kind of flown under the radar, probably because they're they're weird and cool and they do whatever they want to do. Mm. And one of the things they pulled off that was amazing to me, having been around as long as they have, they came out with an album in 2017, totally different lineup than what you hear, you know, back on Cockadoodle Dump that we just played. But it's still, you know, the main guy, Colonel JD. And it's just kind of a, a divorce album. And it was just as good as the first thing they ever did. You know, 20-something years later, the last album they've produced, it's my favorite along with the first one. Which is, you know, you don't always see that. No, no, that's and awesome, it, yeah. And it doesn't sound the same, but it's, but it's great. And so I want to start with a song here that's called Frankenstein's Monster. Because see what I'm doing, Rye? 
I'm keeping <laughs> with the theme. So all these years Ooh. later, they come up with an album that's just as great as the first, and now they're singing about Frankenstein. And it's just as spooky. So spooky. Blasting harp. That's what I love. Yeah. Got another kind of rockabilly kind of style. Yeah, you know that's a big part of what they are. That's a big part of you. I think you you seem to really dig that uh that I vibe. Do. Yeah, I do. Um, I know some of you guys out there know Jason and the Scorchers, so that's a pretty good reference point. They're kind of like a more modern version of Jason and the Scorchers, more punk in a lot of ways. So this next song, this is back to their, their first album, Cockadoodle Don't. And here's my tale. So I came to know these guys because back at the end of college, I was doing some comedy shows around Nashville with one of my oldest and best friends in the world. Some of you know him as the simple friend. And there was a variety show at this old historic theater in Nashville. We'd come on to our little comedy thing and then different bands would come up. They'd play three songs and it was all acoustic all pretty quiet, this old historic theater. And then these guys came on who I'd never heard of. And they're doing this rockabilly thing with double bass drums, loud guitar, and going just all the way in. And I should say, you got to see these guys live because Colonel JD, he's uh, incredibly entertaining to watch as a front man he's been compared to like iggy pop and david byrne he does constantly these weird entertaining moves physical comedy uh, i talked to him after that show and he told me he was going to play at third and lindsley but he couldn't because he had just played there and he smashed a bottle and then cut his arm with it and bled all over the stage oh, so okay. Go check him out somewhere else. So he's doing like all the crazy punk moves, spitting on the audience. GG Allen. But he's stuff. also doing, yeah, crazy shit. Nice. But he's also doing um, just kind of weird, like physical comedy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. And the fact that he busted it out and did it all in the middle of this sort of acoustic show at a historic theater <laughs> was so impressive to me. And I immediately became a fan and then went to see them a bunch of times. And and loved it. And the guy, when you when you talk to him, he's very mild mannered, very intellectual. Yeah. He knows everything about the South. He's written books. He's made documentaries. He does paintings, and, and it's all kind of the Southern culture that he's absorbed. And he spits out in all these creative ways. Cool. But you get him on stage, and he's an uh, he's a complete madman. Right. And so he played three songs. They picked out the heaviest songs they had at the time, and I'm pretty sure this was the. Uh, the first song they played that night. Ah! 
that song is called Bullfrog Blues off uh, Cockadoodle Don't. It, it's cool. You're showing this like kind of more punky side of like, because like yeah. the, the, for me, that's actually something like that gets me into punk is the horror punk, you know, like the misfits. Yeah. Um, when they have the themes in them that uh, like even like in the rockabilly, you know, like it's a cool part of the, the punk genre just that they feed into that, the horror movie and all that kind of stuff. And the, the show itself is always like, you know, kind of gruesome if it's done right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like you were mentioning yeah, for me, these guys. It, yeah. It was kind of a gateway to a lot of things because at the tail end of college, you know, growing up in Nashville, I probably said on here before that, uh, I hated country music growing up. Cause it was just like mostly hearing the, uh, stuff on the radio and didn't care about it. Mm. And I didn't like punk music because when I was in high school, I thought you had to be an amazing musician. Like that's what was important. Right. Like I did Zappa last time. You know, I still like Zappa, but you don't have to play like Zappa's band to make good music. Yeah. I was just, you know, so ill-informed. So I dismissed punk and I dismissed country. And then there were several bands that kind of turned that around for me, but they were, these were one of those guys that was like, oh, you can do rockabilly country stuff and make it weird and unique and different yeah. and bring in that punk stuff. And when you see it live, you see how much fun that can be. It doesn't ha- all have to be uh you know, just an exercise in notes, like uh, some of the shit I'd gotten way too into at the time. Yeah. Or even like, you know, I loved Radiohead, which I still do, mm. but a lot of that stuff, like it doesn't have to be all melancholy and experimental to yeah. be good. So that band, this, this band brought a lot of that to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, they have that raw energy and like, it's, you're right. It's a live thing. Cause like you go to a punk venue, you, you're surrounded by the, the energy of like, other punks in the crowd and stuff like that. And it, and it, it turns into its own kind of thing. But when you see like a, a punk band in a, in a different setting that they're kind of fish out of water, like the crowd's not right. into them and they, the good bands will feed off of that and they'll get weirder. And like, those are always great nights. I always find like when yeah, you just get just kind of it. shocked by them, you know, in a sense that like, you know, uh, of course, like I like metal and all that stuff, so it doesn't shock me, but just seeing the audience just kind of ignoring them and then getting like, back and forth with the audience and antagonizing exactly and uh yeah at the time i saw him they had a guy named joe buck playing with him this this album cockadoodle don't is it's just jd singing and playing the harmonica and this guy joe buck plays all the other instruments okay cool and he left he left the band to play with uh hank three and toured with him and played with him for a long time and then he went solo under the solo name joe buck yourself (laughs) beauty it's <laughs> great the next song i'm gonna play for you rye this was one of their bigger moments i saw this commercial on tv over and over again for about a year it was a geico commercial and i think the the lizard you know the geico yeah the he's not a lizard he's a gecko <laughs> yeah and he's wearing sunglasses yeah and uh this song by the legendary shack shakers from cockadoodle don't it's called the cb song and this song was on the commercial. And what's hilarious is it's a song about a lot lizard. Do you know what that is in Canada? No. So a lot lizard is a prostitute who works at a truck stop. Oh, okay. But the fact they picked that song for like the gecko Geico commercial, <laughs> it's probably just a coincidence, but I like to think someone had a sense of humor over there at Geico. <laughs> <laughs> but it's called it's called CB song. Come on, come on. 
She cut him on Your diesel driving daddy's gonna get real gone hey, hey. And there's another really great harmonica solo there <laughs> I expect to say some roadhouse blues But <laughs> I don't want to trigger you <laughs> But <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah it almost had like a little uh, CCR kind of vibe to it. That, that's that laid back, but then the vocals, of course, very. Um, you know who the vocals are reminding me of, and it might be just because I listen to him a lot now. But uh, uh, Orville Peck, have you listened to any of? His oh stuff? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I like him a lot. So like yeah. he's got this humor in it, um, but it's still like a, a recognizable voice almost in that country kind of vibe. But you can't quite pin it. Right, traveler song kind of thing. He's yeah, got some character. We'll have to. We'll have to tweet out some uh, some videos of his live performances. Yeah, it won't be the same as seeing it live, but he's he's an entertainer, trust me. Cool. And there's something to be said for that too. Like, I don't mind going to see. Like I said, I love Radiohead and bands like that. If the music's great, mm. that's enough. But there's something to be said for going to see a fucking show. Yeah, and this is an odd comparison, but like James Brown or someone like that who's just putting on a show. Yeah, going all out, entertaining you. And that's what this guy does. And I appreciate any time I see that. Yeah. I love this band. Yeah, this and is cool stuff. Some, someone out there will get to love them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Special Halloween episode. There you go. All right. Well, before we uh, snuff out the candles and fucking go to bed with <laughs> visions of... <laughs> demons and dancing in our heads we should check the old messages as we do oh let me hit yes we should let me hit that hey former employer quinn here uh in between the north and the south above the mason dixon line but below the great wall in the north a uh, couple ideas here for you best albums with the worst cover art like dehumanizer black sabbath best band with the worst name every time i die great band terrible name albums so successful they ruined the band like the black album eh. uh, desert island albums uh, could be a high five for rye gateway drug songs songs that got you into the band best cover versions of terrible songs worst cover versions of great songs cover versions that aren't really cover versions they're just sort of new recordings of the same song best songs from worst artists guilty pleasures sort of the same thing songs that scare the shit out of you songs that make you feel like it's pure joy uh unintentionally meta songs like man who sold the world uh, by nirvana i always think of uh, died a long long time ago kurt cobain uh albums to die on a hill for figuratively and literally bands that changed their sound and everyone hated it except you and great albums with bad track sequencing like rumors by fleetwood mac oh i got three seconds left what am i gonna do <laughs> oh, that's the oh, legend. Our old boss, legend. The yeah, legend Quinn. Return of Quinn. He has out, outdone himself. So that sounds like God, one good I, theme. I, I there. have to listen to that a hundred times <laughs> because A, I'll enjoy it every time. And B, that's the only way I'll absorb all of those ideas. 
Yeah. So okay, I've done Great you. Job, I've done you a favor here. I've I've, I've kind of gone Thank through and, and picked out the ones here. We'll, we'll break it down here. But Quinn, you're always welcome to call in. <laughs> I love this barrage. Keep it coming, Quinn. I will never get tired of Quinn. Yeah. And he's reached a new status here. I mean, you know, double call-ins. There's got to be something special for him. I don't know. He's welcome on the show now. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Anytime you want to come on. come on the show now. Yep. Yeah. Let's get you on for a show, Quinn. Next time we'll you hear Quinn us uh, pick something that you want to dive in here and just hang out with us. You seem like a cool guy. So, Quinn's suggestions here. And what I think we'll do with this, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll go through this now. Well, as you won last uh, month, you can pick one now. Okay. And then the rest of them I'll throw into the uh, the random generator there. Maybe they'll pop up when we don't have a call-in, you know? Love Because there's a lot of great ones in here. So any of those jump out at you there? Oh. Should I just... Uh, here, I'll just share my screen so you... Yeah, can see I can't remember anything. Um, you know what might be fun for me and a great exercise that my therapist would appreciate? <laughs> <laughs> songs that bring you pure joy okay let's let's dive into it so we're gonna Who go super like pure positive. joy let's go super positive <laughs> we got dark and gloomy this time it did but we're all we're all frightened we need relief so a month from now we're gonna bring you songs that bring you pure joy <laughs> we'll live in the darkness for the rest of this month <laughs> for one month and then we'll as you're supposed to in october light. and then when it comes to the season of giving thanks mm-hmm. we'll cover songs that bring you pure joy yeah that's a good idea does that work for you right that works for me all right so as always get in touch with us on the socials well get in touch with us on twitter that's the only one we really use and that's the only one that really matters it really is just go to twitter at north by south pod and we're doing some fun stuff over there we're trying to get some games actually going on um radio roulette started this month um a lot of fun probably gonna start when this episode drops i think uh we'll have some fun with that you know just stay engaged on there it's the best way to touch base base with both me and clay as we'll dip in and out of the account and our own accounts respectively shoot us an email if you want to get like more directly in touch with us even though i haven't checked the email for a while actually but (laughs) um yeah I checked it the other day. Oh, did you? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> what about what are reviews? Are those uh, have those died down? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, leave us some those more reviews. Yeah. We need some yeah. five star yeah. reviews, people. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I know that we have more listeners than reviews, at least. <laughs> and we're trying, guys. Uh, and that actually does make a difference. So please, if, if this brings you any joy, just take two seconds. Leave us a five star review would mean a lot to us that's right okay well you stay safe out there tricking trick-or-treating with the little ones <laughs> i've got the littlest one but yeah, i'll be do. going out they're probably ignoring you right <laughs> leaving yeah leaving dad at home with the fucking tootsie rolls <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah we'll see how it goes it's sort of day-to-day at this point yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll see but yeah, have a happy Halloween, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, try to stay out of trouble, but have yourself a nice time, and, and thanks for listening. You guys are the greatest. Satan is real.